Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from basketball to football to soccer and esports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, today we're going to recap week 11 of the NFL season, um, check in with the college football uh, playoff standings. Uh, we're headed into the final week of the season. Uh, World Cup started yesterday, so we'll discuss some of the World Cup here. Uh, week 12 parlay picks, and then we'll check in on the NBA. Uh, first, let's uh, let's get into the NFL. Uh, yesterday, we had the Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, great game, um, you know. But the Chargers just, you know, did the same thing that the Chargers always do: uh, give up a last-minute touchdown to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And for Travis Kelsey, those three touchdowns uh, in the game, you know, uh, the Chargers gave Patrick Mahomes too much time left on the clock. Uh, but the Chiefs move on to eight and two. Chargers down to five and five. And you know I was high on the Chargers uh, this year as I am every year. And um, you know it's I don't know it's the coaching. It's something. Something's missing there. Where they just I mean they have the talent. Justin Herbert is amazing, and you know Austin Eckler is amazing. They're running. Their receivers are always injured. It seems like you know Keenan Allen actually played yesterday. Uh, Mike Williams was out and you know I don't know if it's they need to fire their whole training staff and get some new people in there because they're you know they're always experiencing um, injuries to their star players Um, anyway Bengals and the Steelers Bengals pulled away 37 to 30 Um, you know the Bengals are I think they're well they're six and five now you know they're they're going to get uh, Jamar Chase back, I think, next week or the week after because he's not in crutches anymore. He was on the IR for a while. Uh, but they've been able to, you know, kind of float around, win some games without him. And they're going to be a scary team to play, you know, late in the season once they get everything going. Because it's much like last year. They kind of start off slow. Joe Burrow started off slow. You know, he wasn't he wasn't comfortable in the pocket because of his, uh, his injury. And then, you know, as the season progressed, he got more and more comfortable, and then they got more co- confident as a team, and then they went on that run. So it looks like the same thing is happening. Um, but right now in the AFC, I think the Chiefs are still the favorite. Uh, the Bills are still up there too. You know, I know uh, we'll get into the Bills here in a little bit, actually. Uh, Cowboys and Vikings. This was a statement win for the Cowboys. Uh, demolished the Vikings at home 40-3 to after that you know, that stunning win against the Buffalo Bills last week for the Vikings. Um, you know, the Cowboys, I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they do have a Sunday night game coming up against 
the Eagles. Uh, Eagles already have one loss, um, so maybe they can they can um, compete still. The Cowboys for the division. If not, the Cowboys would have to potentially go to Tampa Bay, or it would be the Giants. One of those two teams. If if the NFC East does in fact get three uh, playoff teams, Raiders and Broncos. Uh, I think I picked the Raiders in this one, but my parlay was already wrong because I picked the Vikings and yeah, so that was already I already lost. And I think I picked the Jets too, um, but Broncos and Raiders twenty two sixteen Raiders win in overtime. Uh, for the Broncos, you know they decided to not let uh, Nathaniel Hackett call plays anymore. Like, oh, this is gonna work. This is gonna happen, and they lost to the Raiders. Raiders. Two of their three wins this season are against the Broncos. I can't even name who the other win was against. Um, so it's embarrassing for the Broncos because Raiders are just, they're just terrible. They're, they're not good at all. They're only, I mean, you know, Devontae Adams is great and so is Josh Jacobs. But the problem is with Derek Carr, as I've said many times on this, on this podcast recently, is that, you know, they got to get rid of him. Uh, but they, they need a... a a really good upgrade though because they have the star players there you know they had a chance to get kyler murray but i don't know if they'd be in a different situation with kyler murray because you see his situation in arizona i i don't know it's tough to evaluate quarterbacks uh browns and bills this game was actually you know closer than i thought for a while uh browns were looking really good and then the bills finally pulled away ended up winning 31 23 um but with the bills you know you have um you have that consistency on defense, but then kind of in the middle of the season, it, they kind of fall apart. Like they don't take the games too seriously. And I think that's the problem with them is like, they don't wake up and prepare for every game the same way. And that's what, that's the problem when there's teams that, you know, haven't won the Super Bowl yet. And you know, they kind of, you know, they kind of have a letdown against teams that they shouldn't have let down against. Like last year when they lost to Jacksonville, um, and then the whole thing with Minnesota, they should have won that game if, if Josh Allen handled the snap correctly. But um, that's like part of the growing pains, right? You have to be able to wake up and prepare. Like this is the NFL, you know, any team could win on any Sunday, right? Especially this season. Like we've had some weird wins and losses for teams that should not be winning. They're winning against teams that, that shouldn't be losing, right? So the Bills just have to be consistent in that sense, right? And Josh Allen, he seemed to not prepare as much or something because he was turning the ball over, making bad reads, throwing off, throwing from um, off his back foot like he was doing when he was a rookie. He was just making mistakes, and he looked like he regressed in like the last three games. But this is what the Bills do every year, so I'm not taking it too seriously. I would still pick them to win the Super Bowl, but right now the Chiefs, Look unstoppable. They're rolling right now. Um, but the Bills, you know, last year they were playing, they were playing the best football. You know, you can argue that. And then they had, they were in that game against the Chiefs. They didn't get blown out, and they had, had an opportunity to win. Um, so I won't shy away from my pick with the Bills winning the Super Bowl. But uh, the Chiefs are right there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs won. Uh, Panthers and Ravens. The Ravens struggled a lot against the Panthers. It was three three at one point for like the majority of the game. And then the Ravens, they finally scored a touchdown and then ended up winning 13-3. The Ravens are quietly, quietly having a, a, a good year. Uh, their defense is a lot more improved. Um, but it comes down to that passing game with Lamar Jackson. You know, they have, the running game is there. But, you know, can can they beat you with the deep ball? Um, but, I, you know, they're, not a lot of people are talking about them. Like, they might win the division 
instead of the Bengals because they're leading the division right now. So the Bengals might be might just be a wild card team for them. Uh, Jets and Patriots. So this game was three to three, the majority of the game, right? And then the Patriots with like six seconds left, the Jets decide to punt it to pin the Patriots in their own end zone, right? And potentially go to overtime. But no, this this punt was taken to the house for a touchdown, and there was only six seconds left, so the game was over. And the Patriots ended up winning ten to three. Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback for the New York Jets from BYU, only had nine completions for seventy-seven yards. The defense for the Jets played really well. You know they had a great uh, defensive game there, and all you needed was to make like at least maybe 15 20 completions if you're zach wilson he was missing wide open throws he missed conklin a couple times was wide open there was a lot of people that were open today or during the game and he wasn't hitting any of them and the problem is zach wilson is not that guy he i don't think he he doesn't look like a franchise quarterback like leader who can lead men who can actually you know make the throws who can make the other the other guys on his team confident in him? Because then after the game, you know they they asked Robert Sala like, "Oh, how was the offense?" And he says, "Offense was dog shit." Other players saying, "Oh, you know what? It's the offense. We can't. That's unacceptable. We can't have that. We can't play like that." They asked Zach Wilson, "They're like, hey Zach, you know, did you did you feel like you let the team down, the defense down? Because the defense, you know, they were only gave up three points at the end of the game, and then it was special teams that gave up the touchdown. Do you feel like you let them down? And he, he straight up says, no, I don't feel like I let them down. Like, dude, what? Yeah, nine completions. They punted the ball ten times, which was more than his nine completions, and he only passed for 77 yards. He has no pocket presence, no awareness. He's not making reads at all. He hasn't progressed at all this season. Um, I'm not sure why he's even still starting. Like they should bench him and put in Joe Flacco. The reason why the Jets have been winning these games is in spite of Zach Wilson, not because of Zach Wilson. If you put a veteran in like Joe Flacco, who's won a Super Bowl, who's won games with a great defense and knows how to make the reads, and he has a good deep ball still, right? You just got to put Joe Flacco in. I feel like you have a better opportunity to win with Joe Flacco, just like what the Colts are doing with Matt Ryan. Cause you need to you need to make a push for the playoffs. So Robert Sala needs to bench Zach Wilson. He does not look like that guy. And then maybe this will this will make him work harder. Because maybe he feels like he's untouchable because he was a first round draft pick. You know how some of the he he seems like that kind of guy. Like just look at him. He looks like a a prep school like rich kid that you just want to steal his lunch money. But or like his dad's a lawyer or something. He's one of those kids. So he doesn't seem like he's ever had any adversity in his life. So maybe he doesn't know how to handle it. And he just thinks everything's going to work out. Because everything has worked out for him his entire life so far. Um, so if I was Robert Sala, I would bench his ass like immediately for Joe Flacco. Probably for the rest of the season. And let him study the playbook and improve. And then maybe come back next year. And hopefully you're an improved quarterback. But I think that's what they need to do. And quit, don't waste this this good season that you guys have for the New York Jets because it's been it's been exciting. People in New York are actually happy with the Giants and the Jets, even though they both lost on Sunday. Uh, but that's what I would do. I'd bench them immediately. Uh, speaking of the Giants, the Giants lost eighteen to thirty one to the Lions. Lions put up some 
they were aggressive that game. The play calling was aggressive, but uh, Giants, you know, they finally, um, you know, laid an egg here. It's been a good season, but they could still make the playoffs. You know, it's all behind uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Odell Beckham Jr. might be interested in going back over there or with Dallas. I don't know. He's supposed to sign by the end of the month. I'm not as excited, but some of these teams do need a number one wide receiver, and I think he'd be a good fit for them. Uh, Bears and Falcons. Falcons won 27-24. Uh, have you guys been watching uh, – Justin Fields, he's like the fifth leading rusher in the NFL. He's going to finish with a 1,000 yards rushing this season. And it's not a great stat because he he has no offensive line. He's always having to run for his life, having to make just desperate desperation throws. And the offense is literally just on his back. And he got, he got injured again. <clears throat> I think he injured his shoulder. Um, so he's being evaluated for that or something like that. He, got, he had to leave the game. But... Um, like he's been amazing for like what they have talent wise, but I don't want my rookie quarterback running around, you know, that, that frequently, you know, the pocket breaks down, he's gone, you know, he's making something out of nothing, which is good, but you know, I don't, I just don't want him taking those hits, especially as a young player. And then if you get in those bad habits of running and escaping the pocket quickly, then you're going to carry that over into your second third year and then you keep doing that but you know they try to get him some weapons to chase claypool he's not he's not a true number one they need to beef up that that offensive line get better weapons for him and then you know see how that goes but uh eagles and colts the colts are playing really well to jeff saturday man they almost uh beat the uh, beat the eagles there uh they ended up losing 16 to 7 or 16 to 17 uh, Eagles escaped with that one, but you know the Colts. They seem like they're they're really playing for Jeff Saturday. Uh, they're kind of rallying around him. Matt Ryan looks a little better. <laughs> they're giving the ball to uh, Jonathan Taylor a lot more, and that's all. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do, Frank Reich. But um, but yeah, they're they're looking decent. Like they might make a run for that for that division. Now the Titans are going to win that division easily. Uh, but the Eagles, you know, that's one that they probably should have lost. So it have been two in a row. Uh, to lesser opponents but they got away with that one so they just need to keep it like i was talking about with the bills they need to keep it consistent have the same energy for every game and just dominate even though you're better you have to prepare the same way and you know don't take a step back against teams that you should beat uh commanders and texans i don't think i need to talk about them commanders won 23 to 10 actually i guess taylor heineke is taylor or tyler heineke one of those um he was announced as a starter moving forward and meaning Carson Wentz is the backup quarterback. So Carson Wentz is probably done in Washington, I would assume, because he just when he's in there, they just don't play well at all. And Heineke is the better quarterback, I think. He's leading them in victories and, you know, they seem to really like playing with him. Uh, let's see. Rams and Saints. The Rams uh, are obviously toast, but uh, Matthew Stafford left the game with another concussion, so that's his second concussion this month. Saints ended up winning twenty-seven to twenty. I mean, that's all. That's all you can say. They have. They already lost Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford is probably out next week with a concussion. Two concussions this month. I think they should just shut shut down their stars for the rest of the season. Honestly, like. There's just nothing. There's no competitiveness at all. They're just they're playing just horribly right now, um, and I mean you don't want to injure all your guys, but there's still a lot a lot of games left, I guess. But still, like just 
I mean, they don't have any draft picks either. So I think it's going to get pretty ugly for the uh, for the LA Rams here in the next few years because they don't have any draft picks, and I don't know how long they could attract these free agents. You know, uh, Titans and Packers. That was the one on Thursday night. Titans dominated twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, Derek Henry has over a thousand yards rushing this year already, and I think so does uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, but he's been he should be in the MVP conversation because. You know, they had Malik Willis in there when Ryan Tannehill was injured. And then, like, I mean, Tannehill's Tannehill. He's going to make mistakes. But the offense is all Derrick Henry. And he's they're leading the division still. And they look like an actual, you know, like a playoff threat. They're 7-3. They're and three. You know, it's a weak division. But they're 5-2 and two in the conference. You know, they had that game where they could have beat the Chiefs. So, I don't know. The Titans, they could always do anything. And Mike Vrabel, he should be coach of the year, honestly, because every year, you know, their expectations are minimized, but, you know, they always end up exceeding those expectations. Uh, tonight in Mexico, uh, the 49ers are going to play the Cardinals. I expect the 49ers to win and move up to 6-4 and because the Cardinals are not playing with Kyler Murray. They're going to start Colt McCoy because I guess Kyler Murray is still injured. Um, so, that should be exciting. Um, and then for the NFL, you know, playing in Mexico, they just played in Munich, and that game was insane. Everyone was singing Country Roads and um, in unison, and they were just singing all those all these popular American songs, and it was it was quite the the scene there. It was kind of like the World Cup, uh, which we'll get into here soon. And I think for the NFL, they're trying to test all these sites, and then Roger Goodell said, "Oh, we're um, oh they also sang uh, Sweet Caroline, like I guess they know all those songs and." Uh, Roger Goodell said, yeah, we're going to play games in Germany until 2025. It's like, oh, okay. And then they have the London games, which the London games are really popular. Um, and I think they're wanting to get into the Spain territory, play some games there. And I think the future for this is to make this international, right? They want to expand the market because that's the only way you can, you know, make more money for the NFL. Like they tried NFL Europe in like early 2000s. They had their own like version of it, but it just it didn't go well at all it kind of just deteriorated what they need to do and i think probably what their goal is their plan is to make like an international division right so maybe you make you have a team in spain you have the germany team um london i don't know you have like let's say you have six teams over there and they all play each other so that's six games and then the other teams here in the regular NFL, like the American NFL, there'd be like one, one team each week. I don't know how you do that. I guess you could do like one other team, two teams go over there. They play a couple of games over there and then they'll have a bye the week after that. And then they could come back home and then they have that whole week of rest, right? Something like that. And then you get like the winner of that division. Maybe they go, maybe they're in like the regular playoffs, but then you like the travel and the logistics part of it. Is what's difficult because I don't think their end game is just to oh yeah we have we have a bunch of fans in Germany like let's have a Germany game like I don't know I don't think that's their end game I think they want to have a full franchise there but I don't think any of the NFL owners want to do that right now you know they don't because they have to vote someone in they have to approve location like it's a whole bunch of work so probably like maybe in like the 2030s you know eight to twelve years something like that they would actually consider some sort of expansion because I think. NFL Europe, that was kind of like a blueprint. You know, it was like a test run. 
you know, they, they had some success. They actually had some fans go out there, but maybe they they had too many teams at one time. They needed to keep it like centralized with like regional. They have you know, like probably six teams would be good, and then kind of move up from there. But um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's exciting when they go to different countries because the the turnout is amazing. Like with in Germany, like they were excited that they got Tom Brady, and next year I think they're gonna get um, they're gonna get Patrick Mahomes in a game over there. So that'd be fun. Um, all right, so week twelve, Bills at Lions. I'm going with the Bills minus four twenty. Giants at Cowboys, so that'll be a good game. Um, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys minus three seventy. Dak Prescott looked amazing this past game, and the running game looked good too. Uh, Patriots at Vikings. I'm gonna go with the uh, I'll go with the Vikings. I don't feel good about that one minus one sixty. Broncos at Panthers. Uh, who cares? I guess, but I'll go with Panthers plus one fifteen. Buccaneers at Browns. I think Deshaun Watson is back now. Uh, they're at home, but he hasn't really played in like two and a half years. I'm going with the Buccaneers minus 160 coming off a of bye week. Falcons at Commanders. I guess the Falcons plus 165. Ravens at Jags. So we'll go with the Ravens at minus 210. Bengals at Titans. I'm going with the Titans at home plus 105. Texans at Dolphins. Dolphins are rolling right now, minus 600. Tua could really actually be, he should be considered MVP candidate. He has been amazing since he got back from that concussion, and the Dolphins are a serious threat in the AFC. Uh, Raiders at Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks, minus 195. Saints at 49ers, 49ers minus 410. Sunday night is the Packers at the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles, minus 290. And Monday night is... Steelers at Colts. I guess I would just go with the Colts there and see what the odds are. Odds are 21,000, so not that big of a difference. Um, okay, so those are my picks. And then I wanted to get into some NBA. Did you guys see Clay Thompson last night? He went off for 41 points against the Houston Rockets, and Steph Curry chipped in. I think he had 34 points, 15 assists. And, you know, for the for the Warriors, you know, this is their first road win of the season. They're not a good team right now, obviously, but they have the pedigree and the star players. It's their bench. Dante DiVincenzo, um, you know, Jermichael Green, Jordan Poole is kind of up and down. And, you know, Clay's been up and down. But they don't have that consistency off the bench, which has been an issue for them. I know they had to really play the whole game to beat the Houston Rockets. You know, they lost to the Kings and... You know, they've been struggling, right? And a lot of people have been talking about Klay Thompson that, you know, oh, they should bench Klay Thompson for Jordan Poole. But Jordan Poole isn't a consistent scorer. You know, like he's good. He comes in spurts and stuff, but he's not a consistent scorer for them. And, I mean, you just can't bench Klay Thompson. Like, you just can't. He's a Hall of Famer. Everyone's saying that he's washed and all this. His stuff with Devin Booker. This guy is motivated. He had two major injuries on his legs there. And, I mean, he came back in the finals. He, was, he, had, he had good playoffs. He, he, I think he shot like 41% from three, something like that, or 38%. I know he had a good good three-point shooting during the playoffs in the finals. And, you know, he played in big minutes during that, that run. And then now, you know, I had already talked about, you know, he says he gets anxiety playing and stuff. So he didn't really practice at all during the summer or pick up a basketball. So he's kind of having to, like, regain his confidence again, right? And then, you know, everyone in the media is saying he's watched and all this. But then he comes out. He had a 20-point first quarter. He had 10 threes for the entire game. Scored 41 points. Just amazing. Happy for Clay Thompson. 
We still believe in you. And, um, you know, this is going to give the Warriors and him some confidence here. Um, hopefully win some more road games because it did not look good at all. But, um, but yeah, the NBA has been interesting so far. I think we need to take the Utah Jazz seriously. Like, you know, with Laurie Markinen and Mike Conley's playing well all of a sudden. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. Like, how many Utah Jazz players could you name? Um, but yeah, they've been, oh, Kelly Olenek is there now. Like they just have a bunch of like role players who have been playing like outside of their role. Right. And they've just been playing so well together. And I don't think they got the memo about that. They're supposed to be tanking because they just like, they don't even care. They're just playing. Um, let's see what else. Um, so we have the world cup starting out and for the world cup, you know, it's, it's in, um, it's a Qatar or cater. I think it's Qatar. And, you know, obviously, so this, the host country was selected in 2010. And, you know, all of this came out was that there was like some secret like arms deal behind the scenes for how FIFA chose to host in Qatar. FIFA is one of the most corrupt organizations ever. I don't know why people expect anything more from them when they're just a corrupt organization they're involved in like political um, issues and like arms deals and all kinds of turmoil like they're involved in bad stuff all the time there's a lot of fraud like money laundering like it's just bad and there's been a lot of scandals with um, with FIFA anyway so they chose to go to Qatar and there's a lot of human rights issues there right now you know against the LGBTQ community you're beaten and arrested, and it's like illegal to be gay. Um, they're they're currently, you know, they have a, a slave workers there. Um, they have a slave trade, and also, you know, there's violence against women all the time. And um, so Europe and the BBC and stuff. So they didn't show any of the opening ceremonies, and you know, they're kind of like condemning Qatar and all their their human rights issues. And so the the FIFA president, he had this this speech yesterday. I'm gonna play it here for you. I have uh, very strong feelings. I can tell you that. Today I feel uh, Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel uh, gay. Today I feel disabled. Today I feel uh, a migrant worker. So the part for his, his speech where he's comparing himself to migrant workers and slaves who aren't who don't get paid for their work or they get paid it's like it's like 10 cents a day or something and then he also compared himself to anyone from the gay community who is beaten and arrested and also to arabs who are vilified there and but the the part you missed in the speech though is like early i couldn't find a clip because they were like deleted everywhere but early in the clip he's he's bald right now so he's saying like oh yeah you know you know when i was a kid 
you know, we, we and he didn't know what the word freckles was, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I had uh, I had hair, I had red hair." People made fun of me. They I was bullied because I had freckles and red hair. So now, he's comparing when he was bullied as a kid to what these people go through now. Uh, just an incredibly tone deaf, ridiculous statement. Um, but yeah, that's where the World Cup is at. Uh, the United States plays today at eleven o'clock. Uh, one billion viewers are reportedly to be uh, watching that, uh, which is, in comparison, the Super Bowl, there's always like 103, 105 million viewers. So, um, yeah, World Cup is a big deal. Um, I only watch the World Cup or the, I watch like the Olympics when it comes to soccer because I don't watch like everyday soccer. Like I don't – I feel like there's too many leagues and and stuff to follow. Um so yeah, I guess I'll I, I always root for Mexico, and I I always root for like I don't know, like a random country like Switzerland or like Iceland or something, um, and you know the United States too. But they haven't been to the World Cup in a while. Like it's been a while since they've been to the World Cup. Like they didn't even win their qualifier last year or last time, and you know they always fail to deliver a championship or a World Cup win. Um, so I don't know, maybe this year, but I don't I don't see it happening. When we have Christian Pulisic, who's like this great player, but I don't think we have all the all the people around him. Um, all right, so moving on here to college football, we'll check in with that. Um, last, it's the last week of the college football season. Uh, we have you know the top twenty five as far as rankings go. Georgia's number one, 11 and no. They're probably they're going to be in the college football championship, whatever happens in the last week, regardless. Uh, Ohio State, number two, they will be there as well. Michigan and Ohio State play Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend, this coming up weekend. And whoever wins will, will be in the college football playoff, and the loser will probably be out, but I'm expecting Ohio State to win. Uh, but Michigan, 11 and no, looking really good. TCU. Number four, 11 and 0. TCU hasn't gotten the respect they deserve, I feel like, but they might finish undefeated. But if they finish undefeated, so then is it going to be like TCU and then winner of Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia? And then the fourth team is not going to be Tennessee because they just lost a hooker for the, the rest of the season with a torn ACL and they just lost to South Carolina. And so they're 9 2. Wait, never mind. Those were last week's standings. So the new standings, Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. The top four stays the same. TCU fourth. USC moved up fifth after that win against uh, UCLA. LSU having a great season, beat Alabama. They're ranked sixth. And then you have Clemson. They had that bad loss a couple weeks ago. They're ranked seventh. I don't think Clemson would go in. I think the committee would either favor LSU or USC over that, but I think LSU would be favored over USC because strength of schedule, they beat Bama, all that stuff. Um, and then you have Tennessee at nine, Alabama is at eight, so they're outside looking in. Tennessee's not doing anything. Um, Oregon, you have 10th, Penn State 11, Washington, whoa, Washington is 12th. Washington move up to 12th, uh, Notre Dame 13, Utah's at 14, UCLA 17. And then all the way down a 22nd, our Oregon State Beavers at ranked 22nd in the country uh, with the opportunity to upset the Oregon Ducks here for the Civil War. Um, great year for the Pac-12. You have Oregon State 22, 
UCLA 17, Utah 14, Oregon at 10. And then you have USC back in the top five, probably for the first time since, what, like 2008? Um, so that's great, a resurgence there for the Pac-12. Uh, but it doesn't look like, I mean, USC has to win out, demolish Utah or whoever they play in the in the championship. And then they have to, they have to have, LSU has to lose. And then, yeah, and the, so if LSU loses and USC wins, I think USC will get into the college football playoff. And then we'll, we'll Pac-12 fans will have to root for the, the Trojans because Ohio State and Michigan, one of those schools is going to lose. So then if they lose, then they can't make, they shouldn't be able to go to the college football because they just lost. And then the loss would be more recently. But strength of schedule, again, you could say strength of schedule. Like if Ohio State loses to Michigan, they still lost to the third-ranked school in in the country. And then if it's vice versa, um, Michigan loses to the number two ranked school in the country. So I don't know. That might not that might not work because USC lost to was it to Utah that they lost to? I think they lost to Utah by one touchdown. It was a great game, but if Utah was ranked higher, that would help their strength of schedule. That's how this all works. It's like who lost to who at what time of the year, strength of schedule, whatever. But I think USC has an opportunity. Like if TCU loses and then you have and then you have uh Michigan or Ohio State lose then for sure USC is going to slide in because I think the committee would look at USC as a better team than TCU with if they had the same exact record. And then then I don't think it would matter with LSU. It would either be LSU or USC. So I guess you'd have to have TCU and uh, LSU lose because I think winner or loser of Michigan and Ohio State, I think they both can still get in because if that's their only loss is each other. Then I think they would still get in. But then there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Then the committee would have to decide if they want to have a rematch in the college football playoff. But they would have to have a rematch because they had a rematch between, was that Georgia and Bama? They both got in and then they had they had a potential for rematch. So that's where we're at with college football. A lot of stuff obviously can happen as we just discussed. So we'll see. We're in the last week of the season. We're going to have um, conference championship games. Like right at, this is the last week of the regular season. And then after this, you have. The conference championship game so then usc could still they have two more wins and then i mean oregon can still i think they could still get in if you like usc lost and then oregon beat oregon state which i don't i hope doesn't happen but if they did that if they went out and then they go to the conference championship game and then they win that they could like move up but i don't think they would make it all the way up to um to the top four but we'll see uh, but that's all I have for this episode. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the holiday. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk uh, next Monday.